Welcome to the Bee Podcast. My name is Amber Miller, and I am here with Sarah Godey and Monica Steely. Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hi, Monica. <laughs> and we are in the um, second week of the series, Be Good to Yourself. Um, last week, we did Honesty, Be Honest, mm-hmm. and then this week, we're doing Be Content. So, um, Ooh, did everyone just shudder? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it back on. (laughs) Do not not press pause. pause. (laughs) This is going to be a great one, though. I'm very excited about everything we're going to talk about. So, Sarah, um, tell me a little bit about being content. So, content, um, gosh, when we were, again, working on words, we kind of just felt like honest and content were two of the leading um, lessons that we needed Mm -hmm. to talk about. Again, if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have to say the same may be with some contentment. Now, again, these are processes. These aren't, oh, we learned it last week and I've got it down pat. Right, right. You know, it is a process. And even um, having walked this road for a while and God revealing some of these things to me, I still revisit these. And I really still revisit contentment. Yeah. Because you don't realize how little things creep in. Yep. Um, so we've got a few Bible verses that we're going to look at. First is First Timothy six six. Uh, but godliness with contentment is great gain. First Corinthians seven seventeen, and this is the one that we will have on the blog that you'll be able to print. It's the message, and it is such a great translation. And mm-hmm. don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Mm. Live and obey. And love and believe right there. And I will say, mm-hmm. um, if you go back and you look at the context of this verse, it was Paul writing to the church about marriage. And he mm-hmm. was talking about husbands and wives. Yeah. And so people may say, well, you're taking that out of context. Because he was talking about the relationships of wives and husbands and where right. they were. Um, whether you were both saved when you came to know Christ. One is saved, one's not saved. Whatever that looked like, he was addressing those issues. But you know what? Our relationship with Christ is exactly like a husband and a mm-hmm. wife. And mm-hmm. so I really think, just kind of getting outside the box, I'm going to say that this, this scripture can be used for even in our marriage relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I feel I completely comfortable taking this verse out of that meaning right. and saying, hey, we're going to apply it to our relationship with Christ. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12.10, Therefore I am well content with weakness, insults, distress, persecutions, difficulties for Christ's sake. For when mm-hmm. I am weak, then I am strong. I love that verse. I know. So but you know, a lot of people don't like that verse because <laughs> they don't understand for when I am weak, then I am strong. We're going to talk about that. And this is Paul. Paul um, admitted that he had a thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. um, talked about all of the, the distresses that he went through um, as an apostle for Christ. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. So let's talk about the word content. We've got three definitions this week. uh, Because when we talk about content, lots of times we'll say contentment. Sometimes we'll say contentedness. So contentedness is a noun. It's a state of resting in mind, quiet, satisfaction of mind with any condition or event. Um, You know, guess what our highlighted word is in that definition. Mind, <laughs> right? Mind, mind, because we're talking about the renewing of our minds, right? right? And so, again, it's not state of resting in your actions 
quiet Again. satisfaction of your <laughs> right. actions or your conditions. It's a state of resting of the mind. Uh, contentment means to be free from care because of satisfaction with what is already one's own. That's a James Orr uh, definition. I thought that was great. To mm -hmm. be free from care because of satisfaction with what is already one's own. Mm -hmm. And then content. Uh, we're going to break down content a little bit. It's got uh, the EU is uh, in the word eudokio, and I probably have just completely botched that up. Again, <laughs> all of you Greek Hebrew specialists can text me or email me and let me know. Um, EU means good or well. And the D-E-K-E-O, Dekio, means to think. So if you put those together, hmm. it literally means to think good hmm. and so to be pleased or delighted. Golly, it's all about your perception. It is. <laughs> and the crazy awesome thing about this is as we talk about the mind, and we've talked about this, the three of us, so we're just sharing this with the listeners, is that when we start to study these words, they all go back to the mind. Every single one of them. All of them. All of them so far. And I really think that's going to be a pattern. Yes. I really think it's going to be a pattern. It just goes to show you how powerful the mind is. It really is. I mean, God tells us that. Yeah. That's where it all happens. So in taking all of those definitions, I think that what we can, can draw from all of that is contentment's not a feeling. Or even an action as much as it is a way of thinking. So true. And most of us get caught up in the, I don't feel content. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, well, you're not always going to feel content. Yeah. You know, um, when Paul was writing about contentment and his thorn in the flesh, he had a mindset that no matter what his circumstances were, he would take pleasure in them. And similar to this is James 1, where he is not taking pleasure in the trials themselves, but what is in the, what but in what those trials were working out for his life. Mm -hmm. So here's the mindset, right? Paul was not thrilled he was going through tough times. It wasn't the event itself. He was like, praise Jesus, I'm going through this. Sure. It was praise Jesus, going through this is going to get me to where God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. It's going to get me more into the person he wants me to be. It's yeah. changing the personage of who I am. Mm -hmm. Well, and like um, you read earlier, 2 Corinthians 12, 10, I am well content with weaknesses, insults, distress, persecutions, difficulties, that's freedom. That's yeah. right. Like that is being free. Mm -hmm. He's being content and being free. Even it. though his circumstances are Even though the circumstances are, are dictating otherwise. And I think that we got to get rid of that mindset, flip-flop, that being in God's will means life is easy. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. it's not. I mean, it's not about God. In that moment, it becomes about Satan. But you can still be free regardless of the circumstances. That's exactly right. Because right. if your mindset is where it ought to be, if it's elevated above your circumstances, yes. you can still experience peace, joy, and contentment. Mm. And, and, and live in that. Yeah. That'll preach. Oh, girl. I'm telling you. <laughs> I get geeked up. I'm not going to lie. Like, contentment <laughs> and beautiful, beautiful beauty. Sarah. Get me Pastress. all geeked up. I'm, yeah. I'm serious. Like, I, I, could, I could have written and written and written. Um, but I just love how God is because he just mm -hmm. brings things out. And, you know, I wanted to talk just for a second, though, about us being willing to be inconvenienced. Because mm -hmm. in Mark Batterson, we are all reading The Circle Maker. Yeah. Um, great book. Plug. Mark Batterson, Circle we'll link Maker. link it in the notes. So awesome. We will link it. Um, you want to talk about a book that could revolutionize the way that you think about prayer. Absolutely. Um, and give practical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Practical advice, practical application. application. 
about prayer life. It's so awesome. It I'm is. singing again. Um, <laughs> circle maker. Uh, and so, you know, he writes about how we want to dream big dreams and pray for big miracles, but we don't want to be inconvenienced. Pray for contentment. We should pray for our circumstances to change. We should pray that God makes everything happen. We should pray that he makes it easy. We should pray for, we want to go to big places. We want to do big things. We want to be used big by God. We want God to make everything just in this little tiny package with a little tiny bow look so perfect but we never want to be inconvenienced for it. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to happen. Well, it's like um, metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the book that I'm writing is you can't turn into the butterfly without going through the inconvenience of crawling and being cocooned. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like, you know, it it's just has it's to process. be part of the process. So in saying that, to get to the point of contentment, God's got to allow you to go through trials right. to keep your eyes on the cross. We're training the mind muscle. Yep. It doesn't happen without some exercise. It doesn't happen without a workout. Yep. It doesn't happen without um, some habit breaking and re- yeah. reforming of new habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so dream big, pray big, but then don't give up and throw in the towel as soon as life gets a little tough and you're like, no, I can't do this. That is what's going to refine you. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make you stronger. And that's what you need to be content in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the refining itself. It totally stinks. But in where it's taking you. Mm-hmm. And that's biblical. I mean, it, yes. I just don't think we ever think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, that's the hope that we hold on to. Like, when God says that he gives us a future and a hope, it's a hope of the anticipation of what's to come, regardless of what's happening. That's right. Yeah. And that's the mind... Yeah. Well, and exactly I mean, if you it. think about the hope that is to come, ultimately, the greatest hope that is still yet to come. Right. You know, is when we see Christ again, mm-hmm. when we were with God again. And that's what we're living for, knowing that all of this is taking us to that. Mm-hmm. So that, in the end, is our greatest contentment. That, in the end, is our greatest reward. And so, yeah, it can stink what you're going through. And I understand some of us suffer in ways that are different from others. I totally get that. But God does not take you through or give you anything he will not hold you in. Because mm-hmm. he will. He'll completely yeah. hold you through it. He does not leave you. He does not forsake you. Right. And you have to hold that promise. If you try to do it in and of yourself, you will be defeated. Mm-hmm. But if you can hold on to that promise and know that he is standing with you the entire time that you're going through this, it completely changes things. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the other thing that we want to talk about, too, is that we often think, well, if my circumstances could just change, right. or if I just wasn't in this position and I was somewhere else, or oh if God gosh. would just bring me out of this, then I will have contentment. And I found this, um, this posting on the internet, and it's Tom Fuller. He's the pastor of Calvary, Calvary Chapel, Newburgh. Um, and I want to, want to just read. This is so great. I love this. I want to read what he has to say about this whole concept. When we experience new life in Jesus Christ, we might think a change in our external appearance, position, or circumstances will make us more useful to the master. And I will even do a little Sarah interlude here. Maybe not even more useful to the master, but just more happier with us. Yeah. Make us happier with us. But you might just miss out on one of the greatest opportunities available to you. So true. There is no need to make radical changes. The real need is to reflect Christ wherever you are and let the internal changes he is making shine out. Mm -hmm. Not outward changes, girls. It's internal changes. Mm -hmm. And then he says this, I know our tendency can be once we become a Christian to think we need to quit our jobs and go to Africa or somewhere on the mission field. 
That's how we can be the best Christian. You might be called to drop everything and go to Africa, but make very sure that is what's happening and you're not simply responding to what you think would make you more holy and useful. Part of Paul's message is that your mission field is right before you, among your friends, family, co-workers, neighbors, and those you meet on the street doing your everyday stuff. It's the outward reflection of inward change that matters, not changing outward position or circumstances. How does that not geek you up? It's so awesome. Yeah. Like, quit thinking about the change. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect illustration of something you shared with me some time ago that has completely impacted me and I have shared with a ton of other people, which is about, like, ministry to your kids. So, um, I will not lie. Like, I have always felt like God um, just had something big for me. Of course, my big is what we define as big today. You mm-hmm. know, Beth Moore is big. Mm-hmm. Um, you just think about, Kay Arthur, you think about all the up-and-coming bloggers that have made it big, have their books. Those are big. Yeah, right. Um, and God has just kind of brought me to a point who says, hey, listen, it's not about the numbers for me. Right. It's about your obedience. And as long as you're being obedient to my calling on your life, that's big. And so I had... Um, visited one of Living Proof's blogs, and they had been in Greensboro, and I clicked on the link. I was looking to see what the event looked like in Greensboro, and I mean, how can you not get excited watching Beth Moore and these amazing worship artists, and they're playing the songs, and you can feel the energy, and I'm not even in the arena, and I'm getting all geeked up, getting Mm -hmm. chilled up, and I'm like, oh, I just want to be a part of something like that, and in a split second, it was like God just closed my eyes to that, and he's like, hey, this is your platform. So I'm in the arena. I'm on the stage. And, you know, I've got all the media specialists that are going crazy. So it looks really cool and sounds really cool. And the lights are flashing. But there are, there's no one else on the stage but me. So every pan is me. And it pans around. And there's, the arena is completely empty. And it pans around to this one spot. And there are two chairs that are filled. My daughter and my son. Mm-hmm. And God said, that is your ministry. Mm-hmm. And just because you don't have all the worship artists and Mm -hmm. you don't have thousands of women raising their hands and praising Jesus and, you know, excited to see you, those two kids are, Mm -hmm. and that's what I've called you to. Right. It was just the most humbling thing. I just think that is so beautiful because that is contentment. Yeah. And I can get geeked up about that because even though in my heart I have desire for more, I'm content that that is where he's called me, and I know I'm being obedient to You the cross. are living out 1 Corinthians seven seventeen. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe yeah. right there. Yeah. And I think we're, all of us are caught up into the tomorrow, mm-hmm. what we're oh, going to yeah. do tomorrow. Absolutely. And so I think we have to bring back to the quit, quit worrying about tomorrow. Just be where you are today. Yeah. You know, tomorrow you might be in Africa. Tomorrow you might be on a stage. Tomorrow you might be in a, I don't know, in a new job. You might be a CEO. You might be a vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not be married yet, but you might be married tomorrow. But be where you are right now. What do you think, um, like, so how would we talk about contentment? Like, what does it look like when it comes to our marriages and our homes and our kids and our friendships and <laughs> and all of that stuff? Like, like breaking it down right, into, like, in real like, life. Practical. So that's a loaded question. so let me just preface it with saying that I'm really really passionate about that too (laughs) Um, and I'm passionate about it let me just tell you that I am not passionate about these things because I'm an expert on them I am passionate about them because God has allowed me to go through them right 
And I feel like God has given me some insight. And so I'm just like, we talk about the revival, right? right. I feel that women have the power to hold the next revival mm. in this world because we are such a strong influencer of our home, of our community. And I know that in the workforce, it's not always fair between man and woman, mm-hmm. but our moods, our spirit, our contentment, whatever mm-hmm. you want it to be, really has a huge influence. Right. And I think that at home, contentment is not always wanting to see your husband change. Contentment is not always wishing you had more. Contentment is not always thinking your kid needs to be in all the special classes, all the the, the gifted classes. Right. You know, contentment is, hey, this is what we have. This is what we have to work with, and I'm going to make the most of it. Think of how much your life would change. And I'm going to speak in the context of marriage because that's what's so relatable to me. But apply this even to those of you who are managers in the workforce or maybe not even managers. You're just part of a team somewhere in the workforce. Imagine what it would be like if you showed up every day and you had such a spirit of contentment that you were 100% engaged in what was going on. Mm -hmm. You didn't worry about tomorrow. You weren't trying to plan for how things could change. Mm-hmm. You weren't naggy. You weren't trying to control. You weren't telling everybody else what they were doing wrong. Because remember, contentment doing and contentment being are two different things. Right. We're talking about being a person who's content. So the joy of the Lord just comes out of you. Mm-hmm. And if the joy of the Lord is coming out of you, you can't help but be positive. You can't help but be affirming. Um, and I had to take a long, hard look at this in my life and in my marriage because there was a time when I didn't really like myself very much. Um, I didn't feel like other people really liked me very much. I didn't feel like I was a really great wife. I didn't feel like I was a really great mom. And I looked at myself and I said, um, hey, Sarah, how about just being happy for the things you got mm. instead of constantly thinking about all the things that are, you don't have? Yeah. You know, start, being, start a journal. Mm-hmm. Write down what it was that made you fall in love with your husband. Write down what made you love your kids immediately. Write down what you love about yourself. Write down about how great your life really is. And then, if you're going through a tough time, write down the lessons you're learning from it. Yeah. So I was able to see it differently. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's a total change of perspective. Yeah, it's a flip-flop. It's like, it's like um, whenever I get a Pottery Barn catalog, like mm-hmm. it just makes me aware of what I don't have and I become discontent. <laughs> yes. So when they come in the mail, I just go throw them out now. Like, yeah. I don't even look through them. And so, like, it's taking all of your, quote, Pottery Barn catalogs and refusing to feed the into pottery them. Barn catalogs Listen, and you, you laugh at that, but that's practical. Like, it's, it's even on that smallest level. Whatever there is, okay, y'all are going to laugh at me. I quit watching daytime soaps. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was a Days of, Li- Days of Our Lives in General Hospital lover, okay? <laughs> are you serious? The yes. secrets that we discover in the B-cast. I loved me some Brenda and Sunny, okay? And that goes to show <laughs> you how long hilarious. ago I quit watching it. Um, although they she could have been back. A she couple times for them. Okay. Not that I know. <laughs> but I quit watching them because it gave me a very false sense of what a beautiful woman was and what a healthy relationship was. Mm. And I know that sounds really silly, but it was one of those things that I could cut out of my life that mm-hmm. was extraneous mm. and quit putting the lies of culture in me. Yeah. Another thing that I did was I started listening to Christian music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it just took away vernacular that I didn't need to put into my mind because I was in a vulnerable position. Sure. And so I just rid myself of that and filled it up with Christian music because that I knew would never give me anything that caused my mind to go down a path that I didn't need to go down. Right. 
So Pottery yeah. Bar magazine. So that's, Thank you. that's I mean, totally my thing. Every time you guys see a Pottery Bar magazine now, you're going to get a Monica. And that also applies to Crate and Barrel, West Elm. <laughs> that's and, right. Um, Pinterest. Pinterest. Um, <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, and even blogs. And yeah. even blogs. And, you know, actually, one of my, quote, Pottery Barn catalogs that I've had to throw out is a lot of um, platform building stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to, like, I be, uh, got rid of my membership to Platform University, and, like, I stopped reading and listening so much to Michael Hyatt. He is amazing. Oh, yeah. And he has phenomenal content. But all it did in me, right now, all it does in me is right. create discontentment. With where you and, are. And so I just, th- this is not the season for me to be doing that. Yep. Sure. So. And that's wisdom. Listen to that inner voice, girls. Yeah. Listen mm-hmm. to it. Don't doubt it. You know, mm-hmm. listen to it and say, oh, maybe there's a reason why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the takeaway here is to remember contentment is an inward action or change, not an outward action or right. change. It's changing the way your mind is. Remember, it's a resting, state of resting in the mind, a satisfaction of mind. It's to literally think good and so to be pleased or delighted. So change the way you think. And that I chose to change the way I saw life. I think if you choose to change the way that you see life, then you can, um, you can be free. And mm-hmm. that's what we're going for is freedom here. What's interesting to me is that um, all of the discontentment that you know, we've talked about, it somehow goes back to comparison. Yes. Comparison is a huge so cause for right. discontentment. And we, we so have true. to make sure that we don't do that. Your story is going to be your story. Yeah. Their story is their story. Mm-hmm. And all that matters is that when you stand in front of God someday, he says, well done, thou good and faithful right. servant. He's not going to say, why didn't you have more people than that person had? Right. Yeah. Why didn't you do this more than that person did? Um, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that was a perfect reminder of you had shared a story a little bit ago, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think this is yeah. I um, that's that's true. I um, was we were the three of us were talking about this topic, and I was reminded of a time as a um, that I really had to deal with some discontentment. Um, I'm a performer, so I sing a lot and dance and um, act, and with that comes a lot of comparison mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, Last year, our music minister had planned out all these songs we would do throughout the year and handed out all the solos, and I got a solo, and I liked the song, but there was another song that I had heard that I really, really wanted to do. I felt like it was a lot like my story, and I thought my voice would sound good. I mean, all of this is very vain and horrible. <laughs> we <laughs> like to keep it honest. That's like right. We're being, honest. We're being honest. We're being you know, honest. I just, that's just how I felt like and I really wanted that song, and I actually I thought I would get that song, and he ended up giving it to someone else. And um, I was so upset about it. I never said anything to anyone, but in my heart, like, it was actually hard for me to sing that song in rehearsals with the other girl singing solo because I felt, like, kind of gypped. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that should be my solo. And so we finally, you know, not performed it, but we um, led worship and we were singing this song. And I was, you know, sitting in the choir singing it. And I was so frustrated. It was hard for me to even get the words out singing the song because I was so upset about it. And as I was singing, I heard God say to me, I can hear you. And, um, Mm. right, I get goosebumps every time I think about it. It's crazy. Because it was so convicting to me because that's really what contentment is all about. That's right. Like, you need to be happy with 
what God is happy with. Mm-hmm. God was happy with me pouring my heart out to him in the choir right. and singing only right. for him. Right. Because that's what it's really Because if he about. wanted you to be the soloist, you would have been the soloist. He would have put me there. That's right. And, you know, and that was, you know, and when it was really telling to me where my heart was, because obviously, like, I wanted to do that solo for me. Right. Not for the Lord. Right. Like that, and that's the, I am convinced the sole reason why I didn't have it was because my heart was not at all in the right place. Mm-hmm. And God just really showed me like what contentment really means in that moment. But you that's bring awesome. up a good point because you're probably in that moment when you're really hurt. You're like, I can't believe he did this. If he mm-hmm. would have given me this role, yes. I would be content. And we think that our contentment is contingent upon other people yes. and yes. other people doing things to us or other people not changing. Or, or Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Your contentment has nothing to do with other people. You're right. If you're allowing your contentment to be based on what other people are doing to or for you, then you're filling your cup with all the wrong stuff. Your cup and your mind are supposed to be filled with that of Christ, not right. what other people are doing to or for you. And when you can quit allowing what other people are doing to or for you to affect your level of contentment, yeah. Yeah. again, you will reach freedom. Yeah. Um, and I want to just say that I get real, um, I get real, again, passionate, right? I'm using that word a lot today. I get real <laughs> passionate about God, about Jesus, um, and his journey. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, you know, really seriously, like, why not? You didn't die on the cross. Mm. If you didn't die on the cross and he did, yeah. why can't you carry that little cross? Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I want to kind of convert this into a, an idea of contentment. We talk about being in the image of Christ. He was the epitome of content. Right. He knew that he was going to die a very painful, long death. He knew he was going to hell for three days to bear our sins. Yes, he knew he was rising rising again. He knew he was going to sit on the right hand of God. He knew where it was taking him, but he knew the journey he had to go through to get there. Mm -hmm. He knew what his thorns were going to be, literally thorns and spears and and torment. And he even prayed for, for God to take that from him. If there's any way for you to take this cup from me, Lord, please do. And God said, no, man, I need you to do this. The people need you to do this. This is going to be the ultimate way for us to show our love to him. And he did it. He didn't argue. He already knew he was still going to have to do it. He just decided, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make my request known to God, which we are allowed to do. Right. But when God says, no, Monica, no, Amber, mm-hmm. I want you to go through this. Right. Then if you can keep your eyes on where that is taking you, mm-hmm. he knew where it was taking him. He knew what he was doing it for. And he kept his eyes forward and he, he rested in that. He was thinking good. You he could, was. He, yeah. It was all yeah. in his mindset. Mm-hmm. It was all in his mindset. And most likely, many of us will not go through that kind of torment mm-hmm. right. in our day. Right. So, you know, moral of the story is just accept who God has made you and where he has placed you. Quit trying to think you wish you were different. Don't think that you wish you were somewhere else. Um, and remember, the water is only green where you water it. We said that last week. You can't keep wishing you were in someone else's yard. Right. Right. So practical application? Practical application. Uh, Monica, talk about the temperature of your relationships, like how you, want, how you think we can figure out what the temperature of our relationships look like and bring that into contentment. Well, um, you know, a lot of it starts with last week and being honest. Right. Um, and like having an honest assessment of, okay, here's, here's how me and God are working. And is that really working for us right now? And, um, my relationship with my husband and my kids, it's, it starts with being honest 
and then realizing, okay, there's probably areas for growth and there's areas for improvement, but if nothing, like I want to get to the mindset of if nothing were to ever change in this situation, I still want to be okay with it. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so that just comes with first knowing, I have to know where the, where everything is and where everything lines up and where everything stands. And then like making a choice to think good about it and asking for God's help in that. Changing mm-hmm. the way you think about it, including mm-hmm. your ger- your job circumstances. Which, Monica, you experienced something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't you? I did, yeah. You know, like, um, I used to have a really great career in advertising and made a lot of money and was pretty successful at what I did and was on the track for, a, for big promotions. And, I mean, I won't get into all the details, but I ended up quitting and leaving the industry altogether and started working at a church and just doing administrative stuff. And um, after a while, I started working for someone, and I was just basically his assistant and fetching tea and coffee and making copies and setting appointments. And, like, I really, it it completely challenged my ego for mm-hmm. a long time. Like, I knew that God was calling me out of where I was and into ministry, mm-hmm. but I just felt like a sh- like nobody took me seriously. Right. Nobody realized what I knew and how beneficial I was. I felt taken for granted. And every single day, God was like, are you going to be submissive to this for mm. me right now? And it was a, like a few years that I was yeah. in that position. And it was a complete learning experience in being content where I'm at because I have placed you here for a reason. You might never know what it is, but you have to trust that I placed you here and you need to be submissive to it because this is your authority right now. Right. And that, I mean, that was hard. That is a hard. Well, and we talked about this last night that sometimes live. I think that God doesn't allow you to have complete contentment about your situation because it's not your landing place. Mm. If That's he gives right. you yeah. complete contentment, then you may never want to leave it. Yeah. And if it's not where you're going to finally land, right. if, if it's not where, if you're still cocooning yep. or you're still crawling and you're not really yep. breaking out and flying yet, he's got to give you something to look forward to. He's got to make you want to have more. Right. So it's not always a bad thing that you don't have complete, oh, I love my life. I never want it to change feeling. Sure. You know, it's the contentment and knowing that God loves you so much that he's getting you to where he wants you to be. Finally, you just need to pray daily that God would give you a spirit of contentment. Listen, you're not going to be able to do it in and of yourself because we're talking about a supernatural way of thinking. There's a spirit of God inside of you. If you're a born-again believer, there's a spirit of God inside of you. And that spirit of God is strong. And he can do amazing things in and through you. Mm -hmm. You have to tap into that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had to tap into that. So allow the power of God in and through you to give you that spirit of contentment. Um, in doing that, you will begin to experience freedom. Absolutely. We are really, really excited. We just wrapped up um, Be Content Today, and we did Be Honest last week. So we have two more weeks in our um, Be Good to Yourself theme. And we are very, very excited to welcome, then the next two weeks, my really good friend, Tracy Hurst. She's a licensed professional counselor an author, and a speaker, and she's going to be with us the next two weeks to talk about health, what it means to be emotionally healthy, mentally, physically, and spiritually healthy, and because she's a licensed professional counselor, she's going to have an amazing expert opinion and input and feedback about what all that looks like and what we can, how we can be healthy in all those areas, so we're really excited about that. Well, Sarah, do you want to pray for us as we... Sure will. Today. And make sure that you visit the BeStillBeFree.com. That's right, BeStillBeFree.com. We're going to have um, all the show notes and links and resources and a printable with our awesome verse, and it's just going to be a, a wonderful resource for you. Thanks. 
Father God, Lord, I just thank you again for this great week. Lord, I just pray that you will continue to work in all of us. Uh, contentment is a journey. It's not a destination. Something that we always have to, to work on. Um, but Lord, just realizing the truth that it is a state of mind more than it is a feeling or a situation is um, strong. And, and we need to take hold of that truth and apply it to our lives. I pray that you'll be with all the listeners, whoever's out there, if they're hurting, Lord, even if they're just having a great day, that you will just continue to be with them, that they will know that you will never leave them, that you will never forsake them, that you will bring us all back safely together again next week, Lord. Uh, just love you so much and pray that you're glorified and honored in all things. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.